this rap is about harassment prevention We all have the right to live and work in a safe dimension No means no, and it's just not a phrase Respect is key, so let's all embrace I don't owe you anything, not even a smile I deserve to feel comfortable all the while <laughs> I won't be objective, I'm sorry I won't be objectified, I won't be demeaned I deserve to be treated with dignity And so do all my peers This is a rap I'm telling you, it's a rap about harassment prevention <laughs> Yeah, bias Harassment prevention Yeah, this song, this entire song is harassment we're not playing that. Oh, yeah, it's already in no, there. No, we're not playing that. It's part of the intro. <laughs> Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Byer uh, and JC. Enjoy oh my the God. show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's our pleasure to have you here. You remember me. I'm JC, uh, your co-captain of the ship. It's been a long time since we've been here. And it's hey, good man. to see every single one of you. Please welcome back uh, Ricky Baez, hot off the uh, most recent, um, I don't know, Disney or cruise or whatever. It's just a trip, brother. Just a trip. Hello, everyone. Happy 2023. Good to see everybody Ricky, in this beautiful, Ricky, beautiful year. Uh, beautiful. All that aside, it no. doesn't matter. No. Do you know why? No. Because your rap skills know no bounds. That was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was the harassment prevention rap featuring Ricky Baez of uh, Baez Cohen. That's right. It's I'm like rowing. to my day job. Yes, you should. <laughs> I'm sticking to my day job. That was horrible. <laughs> ah. Oh, God. I love hip hop, and I felt like a hypocrite singing that or trying to <laughs> rap that. It was ridiculous. <sighs> that was fantastic. Don't even. You know what you are good at, though? Oh, here we go. Man, I uh, figure that Oh, okay, hold on. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's get you back. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Baez, 2023 edition. The most powerful leadership tool you have is your own personal example, John Wooten. <laughs> Make an example Chat of G others. That's right. Hey, Chat GPT told me that. Chat GPT told you that. That's it amazing. Yeah, it is, Chat GPT changing the face of HR. At what point does Chat GPT get its own uh, SHRM accreditation or, or HRCI <laughs> certification? Like when will and uh, when will a software system? Uh, be sure I'm certified. I, I don't know. That's besides the point. The um, the thought, though, there, Ricky, is it does revolutionize what you're doing on, on a day-to-day -day from the HR space, doesn't it? It, it kind of does. You know, anytime you have any kind of uh, of contracts or policies or anything that you have to write, this, this thing really makes it easy for you. It, it, it's 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 amazing how it works it's free now i've been talking about it for a couple of weeks it's 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 just to me it is one of those game-changing apps that really is going to change the face of how we conduct hr especially consultants and a lot of people are are afraid that they might lose their jobs now that this thing is here and it's possible and it's only going to get better uh so let's see what what are the t let's see there's a hr Generalist, specialist, right? What? 
So, okay. So different job titles. So yeah, you yeah, have yeah. HR admin, HR specialist. You have an HR generalist. And then you have different levels, one, two, and three for each position. Then you have maybe a senior generalist. Then an HR business partner, a senior business partner. There it is. Okay, so act as, So I just typed into it, act as an HR specialist that needs to help an employee file a harassment complaint. I'd be <clears> happy to help. Filing a harassment complaint is an important step in addressing inappropriate behavior at work and creating a safe and healthy work environment. Here's some steps that you can follow to help the employee file a harassment complaint. Encourage the employee to document the harassment. The employee should make a record of each incident of harassment, including the date, time, location, and any witnesses. Advise the employee to report the harassment to their supervisor or HR. The employee should report the harassment to the supervisor or HR as soon as possible after the incident occurs. Offer support and resources. Let the employee know that they're not alone and that there's resources that could help them. This could include counseling services or legal assistance. Keep the complaint confidential. It's important to keep the complaint and any related investigations confidential to protect the privacy of the employee and the integrity of the process and follow up with the employee. Check with the employer regularly to see how they're doing and offer support. And then it goes on with a disclaimer about reaching out to the EEOC in regards to employment practices and, and fair treatment as well. Wow. That, that it's, it's, it's scary how, how accurate that thing is. Now I could have massaged that a little bit, but just, just for its, for its initial impact for somebody for just to go in and say, here's how I want you to interact with me. And it's, it's pretty dead on. That right there tells so just you asked it the what next the future phase, of coaching is going to look like. I asked what? it, what are some legal resources to help with workplace harassment? And it says there's several of them. And now it t- tells me all about the EEOC, what the EEOC does, and how to contact them. It goes into the State Fair Employment Practices Agencies. Many agencies are set up to help out. And it starts to list those. Let me know if you want more. Private attorneys, wow. employees can also choose to seek legal assistance from a private attorney. You can tell it to help you find the best <laughs> private attorneys in your That's area crazy. as well. And then it goes into EAP programs and referral services. At what point do you not need an HR consultant anymore because you have That's chat GPT? No, that, that 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 is so at face value, people, that's what people are afraid of, right? What's, then why do we need HR? Why do we need an attorney to review this contract language? And I, I, I'm, I'm being specific to contracts because that's what this thing is good at. Um, so when, but I, the problem with it is because I have, I have run some queries and I have seen some things that are wrong. But it speaks so confident to it that if you don't know what you're looking for, you think it's right. And it's not easy to see what's wrong and what's right. That's why it's important. That, that that's why I like the idea of opening this up to everybody, because once you um, once you hit, you like a specific answer. Um, answer, the system asks you, you know, what? How else could you have said it so it could be more correct? So the more people give that feedback, the more this thing is going to evolve, and the less opportunities we're going to have to spot what is and what isn't a fake yeah you're gonna have less people working in hr in the future you're just gonna have the computer checking out the resumes and writing the job descriptions and posting the ads and then the candidates are going to be using the same computers and and programs (laughs) to write the resumes to apply for them so then it's it's just like a win-win all the way around everyone gets a 
everyone gets a medal. Everyone gets a prize. There it is. Now, nothing well, wait will a separate anyone from the rest. Well, now that now, now you're talking from an HR perspective. Now I'm looking at it from a, a professor perspective in education. So at what point is at what point does plagiarism exist? When if if somebody turns in a paper that eighty percent of it was produced by a bot, or rather flip the whole thing, and maybe there's a retooling to where you're going to school, maybe not to necessarily write that content, but on how to manipulate and manage the machines to give you the proper answers out of the out of the effective tool. Man, it's a, it's a radical shift in the uh, entire man. workforce to where it's like, yeah, who needs the uh, feather quill and ink pad anymore professor you know <laughs> i mean i mean that's when we go back to that now um i'm sorry it, you so didn't wax seal your thesis to me this evening <laughs> oh okay i'm gonna receive it but you're a raven right that arrived. right 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 <laughs> the, the carrier pigeons were late <laughs> like come on man you know no it, it's so look for the people that are afraid that that their job is going to be replaced by those this, are like, the same people that are afraid that the there's a firmament and the earth is flat. Those are those same people. <laughs> they they wear a mask in the car by themselves. <laughs> That's who they are. <laughs> okay, now that JC alienated all these folks uh, from the show. Oh, you mean to have uh, your client look, base? Okay, no, I I no, understand. I got here's you. what I'm yeah. talking because people no, are asking fine. me people. People are worried what Oh, no, go ahead, them pander is, to them. Do it. Do it. Don't have. be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. It's Pandering, not going to take over your job. Google, YouTube, play with this app and figure out how to use it to help you in your job right now. That's what you need to do. Don't they, if you embrace it, you if you embrace the technology, because this this is where it's going to go. It's going to go here. So that train is going to leave the station at that specific time, whether you're there or not. It's better if you're prepared, you're there, you got your ticket, and you're on board with the rest of us. So just embrace it, learn it, and learn how to use it. Oh, embracing and learning. It reminds me of something. Embracing and learning. Oh, snap. <laughs> we can't play this on the show. Why? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, let's just do it. 2023, man. New year, new Oh, us. you're crazy. What it reminds me of is a TikTok that's gone viral and going around, and it's all about the interview process, and this this lady has been searching for clues and answers for 30, 40 years, Ricky Baez, and no one is giving her the proper answers. I did deliver you that TikTok today. If you could play that for the listening audience and then chime in with your thoughts on the back end, it'd be greatly appreciated. And if you refuse to, we could always get a computer to do it. So don't worry. Well, <laughs> I know, right? All right. Here we go. This is Jen, Jenma Arthur. Jenma Arthur. Here we go. There's no audio, Ricky Baez. There's no audio. Why I, lo I always no love when you say, here we go. And then, like, we've got the delay. We've got the, the pause to say. It was there before in our sound check, ladies. It and was gentlemen. there it really before was. the sound check. What happened? So, hold on. Let me let me get this right now again. Ba, ba, ba. If we get there. Yeah, if it doesn't pull together, we'll just ditch this and move on. We're nearing 60 no, but seconds. It, it, oh, it, it's going to pull together. Here we go. There we go. And go. No? No. No, it says that oh. you just started a screen share. Does this happen a lot in meetings? 
Not I, really. I, I got a feeling really. it does like across the world. Meetings. For everybody, no, right? Everything work in meetings. Yeah, everybody else except when I'm calling Buffalo. What is what is happening when Buffalo? You know what though? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go on a different device and okay, play. So yesterday was kind of there crazy. Um, so years ago, probably 25 years ago, I had a job interview, and I was asked a very bizarre question at this job interview, and then I wrote about it in my book called "Working with People I Want to Punch in the Throat." <laughs> and I have never had this question asked before or since in any interview I've ever been in. I tell this story all over the country. Like when I travel and stuff, this is a story that I tell when I'm, you know, being at a book signing or, you know, an event or whatever. And so it never once has anybody ever come up to me and been like, oh my God, I, someone asked me that question too. So it's a really bizarre question. So yesterday, my daughter, who's 16, had a job interview. And so I drove her over to the interview and I'm sitting outside waiting for her. And when it was done, she came running out and she jumped in the car and she was like, you are never going to believe what they asked me. And I was like, what would they ask you? And she's like, they asked me the question. And I was like, no, not the question. She's like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, what did you say? And she was like, well, I said, do you want like a real answer? Do you want me to be like, do you want me to say something that sounds really businessy and correct? Or do you want to hear a funny answer that my mom gave to the same question years ago? And the woman was like, I I guess I kind of want to hear the, the funny answer. And so my daughter's like, okay. So she's like, the question is, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? And so my daughter and I said, like we're an animal i would be a koala bear because i'm little and cute but i'm feisty and you have to growl you have to it's the only way that this makes sense so you have to growl so i was like oh my god what did she say she's like well she laughed she laughed like a lot she laughed and laughed and laughed and then she's like and then she was like what would your like your real answer be or whatever and my daughter was like oh i don't have one and so so he's like, oh, okay. And so then they left. Now, this interview was yesterday afternoon. She still hasn't heard yet if she got the job. I did not get the job where I growled. And I'm beginning to think maybe she didn't get that job either. So I guess my question is, what is the right answer? I'm, I've been confused about this question for 25 years. Like, is it supposed to be a dog because I'm loyal? Is it a bee because I support the hive? An ant because I work too hard? Like, what is the right answer that we're supposed to say that an HR person wants to hear? Oh, I know what I, I know how to answer that, and I I understand why she's been doing it wrong. You should have been saying turtle. See, turtles may not be seen as too laid back. They're unable to strike fast even when necessary, but they can breathe air through their butthole. Great information to have. What about you? What animal would well, you be? Here's what I, I do I'm not know. saying I would be a turtle. I'm saying she might want to be a turtle. She might want to be a turtle, but here's what I do know. Before I answer this, I do know the growling doesn't work, apparently, because she didn't get the job. <laughs> the daughter didn't get the job. So, obviously, koala and rawr isn't doing it. Have you so ever had a that. candidate growl at you? No. Okay. No, I mean, what if I, they I, did? I, I, 
I mean, yeah, you don't want to discriminate if they did growl because they might identify somewhere or something, right, with part of your client base. Well, could you imagine, right, if somebody identified as a koala? Do koalas growl? I don't even know if they growl or not. Ah, they don't speak English either. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not what it is? Yeah. They don't speak English? Oh, wow. They don't talk. Well, this, they don't talk at all. Right. Got it. Um, I've, in my 20 years of HR, JC, I have never asked that question and nobody has ever asked me that question. And if somebody was to ask me that question, I think, oh my God, I don't know what answer I would give. I don't know. You know what? I'll be a bear. I'll be a bear. I'll walk in to a room. People will know I'm there. I mean, I'm sometimes terrifying, depending what kind of questions you ask me, but I'm always cuddly and cute. So, yeah, I think a bear is it. That's what I would be. Growl. The native bear symbol represents strength, family, courage, and health. The bear is thoughtful and independent and can easily be replaced by a computer. I guess I'll be replaced. Dust in the wind. That's right. Dust in the wind. Uh, yeah, that's the answer I would give, brother. I don't know. I, I would never ask that question. That's a ridiculous question to ask, to be would honest. You, if you had two candidates and you, and you paired it down to two people and it came down to the animal question, would the animal question be the deciding factor between whether or not if you were that person that was asking the animal question? Oh my in my opinion, if you if you put the preference of having the animal question in the interview process, it must mean something to you above and beyond like everything else. Like, it's those quirky interview questions like, okay, uh, what's your favorite color? Well, they chose black, so we can't pick them. Well, now your interview process is racist. <laughs> I mean, yes. I even mean, if the person's if a, white. A knockout question, then, yeah. Yeah, even if, if they racially are white and they chose black as their favorite color and you decided that black would not be the color, then now you've just created a situation for potential unfair employment, in my opinion, but... I don't know. What do growl. you think? <laughs> growl. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm just going to growl. Oh, what do you that. think about discrimination based on the way that you answer the question about the animals or the quirky uh, interview questions? It's, it's not based on premise. the skills. It's a ridiculous. But premise. those questions that get would never asked. Happen. They get asked every day. Stupid interview questions. You're telling me oh. there's never a stupid interview question that happens. Oh, there are plenty of stupid interview Give questions. Me that Give can me be one. Asked. Let's hear one. Give me. Let's hear okay. one. Okay. You just ask one right now. All right, there you go. All right. So he, okay, so let me ask a really, you know what? No. You know who we're going to ask? Here's who we're going to ask. I'm going to ask chat GTP. I'm going to, what are some dumb interview questions? Let me see what it says now. Ladies and gentlemen, listen along. Just note that the HR guy is turning to the computer to answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I am turning to the computer. I'm embracing technology. I'm not I'm not afraid of it. All right. So while it's thinking, it's thinking right now. I think another dumb question is how high can you jump? I don't know. I'm I'm interviewing for an HR specialist position, right? I've never heard anybody ask that. I have heard somebody ask, what how do you like your steak? Oh, cook. And it, 
and you leave yeah, it at that. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, either medium well, and he and 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 this person would try not to hire anybody that selected medium well. And really, I'm like Charlie, you're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm okay, like, you're so, not so do let's that. play on that. Let's play on that for a second. So if you're if you are saying no matter what, no matter how skilled the individual, if you choose medium well steak in that question, you will not be hired. Is that fair? That is a horrible idea. That is, is it, a horrible idea. Is it legally idea. fair, though? It's, it, I mean, it's it's not fair. You may as well be and flipping no a freaking coin. In, but this, <laughs> well, it's not fair because... Social the, the, discrimination. Cast it discrimination. It would be discrimination, but it's, I don't see how it could be illegal discrimination. So I don't know how it violate, uh, violates. I don't know how it violates any law. It it doesn't violate the EEOC law. Doesn't violate unless there's some kind of a religious organization out there that prefers one type of stake over another. Unless that kind of religious outfit exists, there's no other violation. See, that here's I see here's here. the interesting part to me is that when we start talking about like food in particular, like uh, the way that you prefer your steak. And mm -hmm. if we think about the fact that employers can't discriminate against employees and applicants based on race, color, religion, sex, national origin, age, disability, sickle cell trait, genetic information, which is very vast, mm -hmm. or pregnancy, mm -hmm. childbirth, related medical conditions. So genetic information and related medical conditions, if depending on what you have going on inside of your body, requires that the meat be cooked accordingly, this could fall within genetic information or medical conditions. Because you could be in a situation where that steak mm -hmm. needs to be cooked accordingly because due to your inflammatory bowel syndrome or whatever the case may be, you can't eat it rare. And now you're not going to get a job because people are discriminated against you from a social perspective when in actuality is going against your medical condition and or your genetic information, which is very vast. That is such an unlikely scenario that it sounds like something that actually did happen. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 do you know what I'm saying? Right? It, it, it's it's weird that you just made that up, but it's it's made up in such a way that I'm like, wow, this sounds like something our friend David Miklas would tell us that he experienced <laughs> in court, right? So though, so that's likely. You are 100 percent correct. Something might come out out of that where a lawyer convinced either party that this is this kind of a situation because of the stake, and let's make it fit into the legal mantra. So that's then, exactly so if we start talking about clothing, can you can you discriminate? on who you hire based off of the way that they are, the way they appear, their clothes. You you can, depending on the needs of the job. So if you're going to be a, so, uh, so, a so, front of customers. So even though it's the clothing aspect, we might also be considering that your determination on how physically attractive they are based on the clothes that they wear. And what you're saying is, yes, you can discriminate based on how um, attractive they are and their clothing. I did not say that. I said there is a possibility where you could do that legally under the bona fide occupational qualification process, BFOQ. So under BFOQ, you could then ergo say medium well to well steaks would not be acceptable here simply for the fact that this is a restaurant and anyone cooks it that way. It goes against our policy of cooking the meat and we just don't even that want you in the house. 
that that if now just because you know how to do it that way whether you are going to continue to do it that way or not is something else so if the, in the interview process you're saying no i like to cook a, um, a well done that's what i'm going to do no i'm not going to hire you because you're not following the orders i'm giving you you're not following the process i'm laying out as your boss so no i need this for work you're not going to do what's needed for work i'm not going to hire you Title V. There's something here about title VII again. What's that? Five, six, seven, seven. seven title title seven. seven. Yeah. That title. So seven, under title yes, VII, right. there's there's a blurb I'm reading from woman.thenest.com that states title VII forbids employers to refuse to hire an applicant based on what she's wearing if the clothing is a necessary part of their religion. Now. The religion aspect is different than just their culture. Um, culture is also protected. So, right? so if culture is <clears throat> protected, then medium well steak could be protected as part of your culture. Because certain well, cultures do prefer to cook food much more than others. Boy, man, those straws are strong. The ones you're grasping on... <laughs> They are really, really, really strong. No, that's, that's fine. Tr- Just discriminate against anyone that likes their steak cooked well done. And then never hire them. And there's certain cultures that prefer to cook their food well. Okay, so it's up to you to bring up do it. and bring us up to speed. No, okay, so it's up to the person. So for me to say, I can, as, as a boss, <clears throat> as a business owner, I can say I'm not going to hire you because of that. It's a ridiculous reason, but there's nothing legal against it unless somebody can come in and prove what you just said, that that, that, that this person cooking the steak uh, at that level is a real, is an important religious aspect of their religious beliefs. And if not doing it is against their sincerely held beliefs, and we have to explore that process. But I have yet to see that. But then again, um, during COVID, there were a lot of people that all of a sudden became religious and they got exemptions. So, uh, you know, anything can happen these days. So unless something else comes down the pike that shows that this is a sincerely held belief or anything that's protected on the Title VII, I'm going to say no to it. It's kind of funny, too, because on the backside of COVID or during COVID and everything like that, people that weren't religious started praying all the time for everything. Or holding candlelight vigils during the day on January 6th. It's fine. <laughs> it's good. Hey, what, what are you all doing out there? We're having a candlelight vigil for the horrifying things that happened a year ago. Oh, it's daytime. That's fine. Anyways, moving right along. And those don't exist during the day. <laughs> moving right along. It's like <laughs> using a flashlight to read your book underneath the oh. spotlights, you know? Yes. Yeah, There's uh, five labor law developments uh, that uh, need to pop out here, and I am really don't care about any of them. No. You might, Rick. Okay. No, not really. Yeah, But I do got a question for you there, JC. Then we're not going to touch question. it at all, but except yeah. for one thing that I got to hit you with. Oh, I get it. Congress did pass a new spending bill that includes a $25 million increase uh, to the NLRB's budget. So... <laughs> Just a little bit of a heads up there. Their total budget now will exceed $299 million. And the budget increase addresses expanding the organization activity in the past two years, corresponding with decreased staffing. So there's a lot going on um, within NLRB and Chamber of Commerce and a whole bunch of other things. I I I just need to correlate how much the cases go up in uh, comparison to how much money they get. 
Okay. So does that say that they're out looking for more things than normal or things really happen that are I bad will and let just you get to it? Read between the lines on that one. I cannot go further. That's fine though. Um, all right, that's no that's 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 no worries, no worries. All right, but, so you had some stuff you want to talk about. Yeah, no, I just I just got a question for you, man. It, it, it's uh so I want to give you a scenario because because this this happened to me over the break. You know, over the break, I went up to uh, to uh, Tennessee, and normally what I do, I rent a car, right? So when I rent the car, I like to do it at the uh, airport, which is by the house, and uh, I go in, rent it. I I rent to use some points. You know, it's uh, every year I always I uh, use the same credit card and get points out of it, and then I use that for travel. Anyway, long story short, I go to the person and uh, I waited. You know, 40 minutes for me to get there. So there's only about three people working. I go in and um, I don't have the credit card with me that I used to point for. And the lady is saying that she can't help me. She can't help me at all because I don't have the credit card with me. And I'm like, well, I don't I didn't pay for these for this car i used the points from the credit card here's my id though because she's saying that um because i kept i kept kept asking why do you need a credit card for and she kept saying it's well you know to prevent fraud i'm like what kind of fraud who's going to use my points here's my id here's the name i mean i have everything here except the credit card in question anyway we kept going around and she just would not budge sorry sir i can't help you sorry can't help you sorry can't help you sorry can't help you and I'm like, do I really have to call my wife at 11 at night to go bring the uh, credit card from my office here? Anyway, tell me, you know what? I want to talk to you, uh, to, uh, to somebody else. Do you, do you have a boss available? And, and she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, he's not running cars, but it's, uh, it might be an hour. I'm like, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, I'm stubborn and I can be really patient when I'm stubborn. Uh, so did right, you, I did waited. Did you say that or that's commentary for us? No, that's commentary for you guys. Jesus, listen, good lord. So yeah, so then um uh um I'm like, hey, um I heard you guys called for a manager. Um, um I'm not a manager, but I can help out. What's going on? And the the lady was shocked. She's like, oh, um, aren't you out running cars? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, um, dude, he's here. I'm like, hi, I it, you're here to see me. It was almost like she didn't want me to talk to the guy. Two minutes talking to the guy, I um explained to him what happened. Two minutes talking to him. Oh, here it is. All he has she had to do was this, this, um, this and that. Boom, done. Got my stuff. Um She was just being mean to you. Um did you give her attitude though? Did you give her I some attitude or, or I um tone or tenor in your voice or sarcasm or any Oh, that a- came anything? afterwards. That came afterwards. No, I mean during I the s- interaction about going back to get the credit card and on file and all that stuff. It was just more factual, like a robot, or, or was there any emotion on that? There was no emotion at the beginning of the interaction. Um, uh, I mean, well, um, there was an emotion because it was uh, December 23rd. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, it's just regular. But I'm, I'm friendly. I'm outgoing. So that's how I normally talk to people. When I started to notice that she was um, not willing to research this above and beyond just a simple inquiry, that's when my attitude came out. Um, and that's when I started getting stubborn because she was not willing to help. Um, she just wanted to keep she she just wasn't she was quite quitting, bro. That's what she was doing. Because the other guy came out, he was willing to help. He said, like, Well, hold on, let me take a look here. And he moved some things around and he made it happen. Two minutes. And I just asked him, you know, why what couldn't what did you do different? You said you wasn't a manager. It's like it's I'll talk to her. That's all he said. 
right? And I'm like, okay, so that told me everything I needed to hear. So let me ask you this. From your perspective, because this was my experience, but from your perspective up there in um, in uh, Western New York, are you finding that there's an it, there's a staffing issue? And if there is a staffing issue, is it more the money or the environment in which they work? Because I'm noticing how you and I were trained in customer service way, way, way long time ago. We were trained like, you know, it, it's the customer experience. Let's make sure the customer has what he or she needs. I'm not seeing that now. Are you? I don't run into the same problems around here like you do there. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like that interaction, I don't get that up here. So no, there, um, there's no, so you haven't had any issues up there with either waiting more than normal for no. service or getting bad service. Look at that. No, so it's just seriously, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't and I don't. And that's no discredit to your story. It's just from my perspective, everything's still the same. People are just tired of the oppression. It's different up here. Down there, though, that sucks. <laughs> Dude, that's you know, rough, it, man. It's so. just 40 minutes waiting in line. We're not willing to help. And I get it. I'm sure she's working at an airport. Uh, it's She's been yelled at all day. Um, I'm sure that, that that's been happening. And I resp I understand that. But damn, help me. right? You're really going to make me go get my credit card, go leave and come back. And uh, what it, whatever is magic it, do you wand think it's this got guy something did. to do with like it being a big city or a, a bigger area where like a ton of people are coming through all the time like does volume of individuals impact the service received from the person i don't know i'm sh i'm sure that i'm sure there's an effect there like if i go in to rent a car i know that there's been like three other people that went in there today and they're happy to see me like I, maybe i might have to answer their phone for them you know <laughs> like hello well, anyone here you know down by you well here they're picking up a car every two minutes well, that's a valid point, but that 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 definitely has an effect on the human behind it. But that's when training comes in, right? It, 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 it's just because you had a bad time with them before doesn't mean you got to take it out on me. Now, I, it's, I'm patient, right? But at the same time, if I see that, if I see that the basic customer service needs are not being met, then why are you even there? Why are you even there then? I'm just wondering if you were being a jerk to her and you don't realize it. No, I wasn't being a jerk. I was because even the people did you behind say the me word no the way you just said the word no to me. Because if you did, then you were being a jerk. She could have misconstrued that because you've got that well, you've got that socialist flair to your language. You know, you, what the hell is you a do. Socialist flair? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of your story, you're like, and then she was quite quitting. Like you had a little vocal fry. I did you not drug out the word quitting. Fry. You did. You did not just accuse Absolutely. me of vocal fryism. Yeah. Oh my god, you did yeah, not just did. accuse me of that. That is not cool. She was quite I'm gonna quitting. go to HR. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you quiet quitting? You said that. that that's not quite quitting. Like you were probably like being a jerk to her, and she was like, "I'm not going to deal I with this." I was not. I promise you, I was not being a jerk. Then she personally I, it, didn't like you. That's probably that's probably true. So then, that's if someone working in customer true. service doesn't personally like you for anything about you, 
anything about you, maybe your demeanor, your attitude, your whatever the case may be, and they feel as if you're offending them just by physically being present near them. I are you then inciting? No, are you then no. inciting an unfair uh, situation or a hostile work environment? Does your <laughs> presence? Not. In the car rental place, invoke a hostile work environment, Ricky Baez. It probably That's the did question. for her. It probably did for her, right? But there, but there's a prudent person rule, right? Would the prudent person feel the same as she did? And I guarantee she didn't. You know what I get accused of most of the time, Jason? You need a body cam. No, no, no. Hang on a second. Do, you need you, a body you, cam. Like, instead of just having a cam that goes in your car where you record the things, yeah. have it on your person at all times. Ray-Bans, they're coming. <laughs> Ray-Bans got them. Ray-Bans got Why them. Why not? They're coming. Yeah, look, yeah, with that, the way that, that, that accusations get tossed around every day, it's like, well, they treated me unfairly and they did this, that, and the other. Well, could we see the camera footage? No. The servers stopped working from this hour to this hour that night. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, deleted, yeah. you know, I had to upload, yeah. you know, I had oh, to update everything. Guess what? I've got the Ricky Bias cam right in my glasses, you know? <laughs> It's coming, go. dude. No, no, it's here. What do you mean it's coming? It's here. No, and it's no. coming. Most people can't afford it. You can afford it. Shut up. Disney and the mountains. I don't I know. I just went to Tennessee. There it and is. It was a horrible trip. Those are mountains. I wasn't being an ass to her. Why was, it a, why was it a Jeez. horrible trip? You just said it was a horrible trip. Oh, dude, we got there and it was, was it a longer drive weather. than expected. It was a longer than it was supposed to be 10 hours. It turned out to be 15 hours. We were stopping every hour on the hour to go to the bathroom. We hit Atlanta traffic. Actually, that's why I, it's I, I, I put on Facebook, man, Atlanta. I love your people. I hate your traffic. My little guy had to go to the bathroom. So I had to pull off in some weird place in Atlanta. That's what it a was, gallon jug is for, though. That's probably what I should. Yeah, that's probably what I should have done. And uh, I pull into this gas station. There was a guy on the floor, people checking on him. And I'm like, I got a nine year old that needs to go to the restroom. So I literally walk by him. <laughs> so I get, get inside the gas station. No, obviously in the area we were in. Sorry, no restrooms. I'm like, awesome, right? So we spent an hour in Atlanta trying to find a restroom, and then it hit me. I'm like, you never really had to go, did you? Because an hour, <laughs> we could, it was just a really bad trip. Anyway, so we he got just to wanted that pit normal. stop at McDonald's. To be honest, that's what it was. Or Chick Fil A. That's what he loves. So anyway, we get there, we check into our into our rental, and um, the next day, six degrees. We're not used to that, man. And apparently, the people in Pigeon Force, Tennessee, were not either. Because let me tell you, bro, the pipes froze. And we had no water on Christmas Eve. You signed up for this. You intentionally chose to drive <laughs> into the mountains 52 hours, uphill both ways, with PP children. You wanted this <laughs> lifestyle. And you got there and you regretted it. Dude, it, now we got memories and stories for years oh, to I'm come. Sure you going do. through it. It was like like I'm it was shocked. like being in the Marine Corps. I'm Going shocked it was, uh, you didn't take uh -huh. another cruise to another cruise ship destination. Like, I don't uh, know why you keep coming north with everyone <laughs> during the worst times of year. Like, it's good to go north and enjoy the north, but don't do it in the middle of a blizzard. Minus well, six degrees. Learned, damn it. Right, because this tropical boy got up there and thinking, yeah, man, I was in I know, the Marine no, Corps. No, I can no, handle this, whatever. I know your plan. And you uh -huh. can't fool me. Okay. Here it is. If you never want to have to do it again, make it the worst experience ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
So now that you've done that, do you think that you're going, do you think everyone who is with you is going to be excited to do it again? Oh, hell no. So you just accomplished hell your goal. No. Yes. I guess you guys are going to a popka instead. Like, I don't no, know what next, to say, you know? Next year, I told them, look, next Christmas, we're going to Wawa. Why do, yeah, no, like, really, just <laughs> go to Wawa. each other's homes and save some bread, uh, you know? No, it was horrible, man. And they they moved us three times. We had to get another room and another room. I spent Christmas Day moving. I spent uh, Chris, the day after Christmas. But moving, you don't even celebrate Christmas. You're not religious. You're anti-religion. <laughs> Don't have to be. I'm not. Well, yeah, I am. I don't have to be religious. You to put up videos Christmas. cooking steak on Sunday and call it church because that. Are you saying? Are you saying that it's not a sincerely held religious belief, there, JC? What because I'm saying, I might think you're discriminating against me. Uh-huh. What? What I'm telling I like you, my stays medium. What I'm telling you right now. Are you saying you don't is, like a medium? Why are you celebrating Christmas when you don't believe in it? I it's cultural Christmas. appropriation. It is not. <laughs> it is not to cultural to use your socialist slander back no, at no, you. No, no, okay, hear me out. It's cultural appropriation. It is not. I it grew is. up Catholic in Puerto Rico. That combination. You didn't have snow. A hell of a time of in Christmas in Puerto Rico. You that didn't combo, have snow. Bro? You're not religious. I I'm not, but I still love You've Christmas. Never seen I love Santa. gathering with my family. Do you dress up as Just, Santa? I did not. I, that's happening soon, though. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Then you need to start <laughs> to pick up the religion thing again. Why not? You know, Santa's the Golden Gates are welcoming you home. Santa's re- he's not. He's he's German. Saint isn't he? Nicholas. Yeah, he's yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. That's no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. All right. I so, know. anyways, through your efforts of cultural appropriation, you are now. Moving forward with doing something different for your representation of the holiday season next year. No, I, the next year I'm just going to celebrate Christmas like I have celebrated them for the past 45 years. Wow, 45 years. <sighs> yeah, that's getting to me. 46 this year. Uh, only this year in 2023, we're going to do it here in Orlando. We're, we're not traveling anywhere. You know what? It could have been worse. We decided to drive in, but I still rather drive than all those folks that got stuck with the Southwest debacle. So I'm, I'm just happy I didn't get stuck like they did. So I'm grateful for the trip that I have. So you're How about that for a turn of events. Yeah, no, that, that's pretty awesome. So your privilege affords you the opportunity to recognize the fact that your cultural appropriation is acceptable. I get it. It makes sense. No, you don't. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the chat GTP for conspiracy theories. I mean, <laughs> uh, only, the, only the liberal ones. <laughs> it's time wow. for Florida Man Stories. Florida Man Stories is back for 2023. You might only... <laughs> You might only get a podcast from us like once a month. I don't know when we're going to friggin' record, but let me tell you something. When when we do, you are going to get some amazing stories. And this first one comes to us from Cocoa, Florida. According to CBS 12, following a welfare check, police made a troubling discovery. On January 1st, the Cocoa Police Department responded to a residence at 2111 Otterbine Avenue for a welfare check on a 80-year-old Kathleen Rulander, the woman's granddaughter, reported to police that the elderly woman's son, Robert Rulander, 53, refused to let her see her grandma. 
When another relative arrived and attempted to contact Rulander, she was told that the elderly woman was taking a nap. Certain nap. Officers stated that multiple welfare checks were attempted that day, but Rulander refra- uh, refused to let the officers inside, closing the front door behind him when he spoke with law enforcement. A neighbor told the police he thought that the woman was dead because he hadn't heard the woman's breathing apparatus beeping in a week or two. For most people not aware, uh, this is a side jump from the story, uh, many windows in Florida are like single-pane glass, and the houses might be relatively close to each other. And if there's a beeping coming from a machine inside, you might hear it, unless it's a condo, and then you could pretty much hear everything in between those kind of walls in, in the Florida area, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's true. So, this neighbor, the man, also observed that the front door of the house was usually left open, but had been closed for quite some time. Mm. Officers were able to enter the home due to the concern of the family members and neighbors due to an outstanding active warrant. Rulin mm. was arrested and booked at the Coco Police Department. Officers discovered the gruesome Seen inside the house, according to the arrest report, officers entered the house and noticed a foul odor. And Kathleen was discovered dead in her bed when officers entered the room. Robert Rulander was charged with failing to report a death and failing to care for the elderly. Our first Florida man story of the day. Back to you, Ricky Bias. Happy New Year. That's weird. (laughs) So let's make believe, JC, you and I own a company. We own an engineering company, and this guy is one of our top engineers, and we see the story, and nobody recognizes, it's nobody, nobody that works for the organization recognizes this guy. Would you want to get rid of him? So what you're saying is, is he's on staff and you're still paying him, but you don't know him. No, no, no. Does he own a red stapler? No, I just, <laughs> well, I, I mean, don't know. Right? You know? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, is that would you fire uh, him story- at that point? I mean, she's Louise. He killed. I, I don't know. I don't want to say. Well, too much. we don't know if he killed. This is why he was charged. So, from an HR point of view, here's what you do, folks. Um, he killed the will of everyone happening. around the holidays. He killed the will. I mean, he killed the spirit, man. Well, maybe because he because he didn't believe. Is that why he wasn't religious? You see, yeah. This guy right here, um, you put him on a leave. Until he he works this out with the law, and you put him on a thirty day leave until he works this out. Chances are it's not going to come out pretty for him, right? He ends up going to jail. He ends up being convicted. Um, then you can handle it that way for not showing up to work. But you put him on leave for thirty days unless your company has a different set of rules or policies for that. But that's the best way to handle that because just because he got arrested doesn't mean he did anything wrong it just means the the law thinks they did something wrong and they have to prove it in court Florida stories awesome these are lessons for the world to live by your next one is coming to us from WFLA TV in Pensacola Florida Pensacola man has become the fourth new millionaire in 2023 as a result of his participation in the Florida lottery Brian Allen, 50 years old, won the top prize of $15 million from the Billion Dollar Gold Rush Supreme Scratch-Off game after buying a ticket at the Cumberland Farms at 1405 East Nine Mile Road in Pensacola. Allen chose to receive his prize in the form of a one-time payment 
of $13,200,000. Smart. After taxes, he'll have 520000 For selling the winning ticket, the what? store will now receive a $30,000 bonus commission. The $30 billion Gold Rush Supreme Scratch-Off game offers four top prizes of $15 million and 24 $1 million prizes. As of this writing, there's only one $15 million prize remaining, and there are still five $1 million prizes available. Ricky Baez, Positive Florida Stories, back to you. Oh, by the way, uh, I was exaggerating with the amount that he'll pay in taxes. Got it. Okay, because I'm like... See, that's how we do it nowadays in 2022 and 2023. (laughs) You say something sensational, you let it float, and then after it's landed and it is incorrect... Moments or days later, you you <laughs> file uh, a rebuttal saying that, you know, that was inaccurate and we're sorry. Well, yeah, it, it's because that kind of got me. I'm like, damn, I, I thought Florida was pretty good with the taxes. Check, but- check this one out. Check that. Ready? Florida man wins $13,200,000, donates it all to charity, and walks away with three. <laughs> we wait. We pause. That story was a farce. <laughs> like, and then Only, we're clear. Then we're clear. We're good. No, no, we're not clear because in that because that's what they do in the New York Times, media, Rick. Social media is so vast and so wide. There was already a riot. People died. <laughs> right? They're climbing because the walls and coming through the windows. <laughs> there you go. See, it, it, we're calling for police day. help, but we won't let the police come there. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Because you can prevent the police from going anywhere. We're at that time of the show where it's time for some final thoughts, Ricky Baez. Unless you've got some comments on the uh, lottery uh, thing first, which I think would be nice to talk about. uh, No, no, you you did a great example. All right, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna pose you a question because that's not the 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 focus here. From the employer perspective, you have an employee that just won thirteen million two hundred thousand dollars. Their name is now in the paper. You know nothing about it. They haven't resigned. What do you do? I'll congratulate them. Ah, hey, congratulations. Incorrect. Why? Because that's partially correct. You should get okay. them an edible arrangement <laughs> and send them information on investing in their uh, 401k in the retirement plans. Yeah, because because uh, I, I want to be the first of millions of unsolicited. Um, no, no, no. It's the day uh, job. Look, we them. have a whole catch up program for your retirement and 401k. <laughs> and by the way, you here's have, the stock offerings for the company. Now. Yes. Yes, that's right. That that comes later. That comes later. Yeah, that comes later on. Yeah. No, I'll congratulate the person. I'm like, hey, congratulations. Um so look, I'm gonna be honest. Are you gonna resign or are you gonna continue on? Let me know. I'm good either way. Uh in this situation, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna continue on and I think that uh we're we're gonna do some great work. I wanna go back to awesome. part time though at this instance. And that's when you turn back to them and you say, That's fantastic. We'll work with you and by the way, let's talk about your stock options here at the company. <laughs> Always selling, huh? Up Always sell. be selling. Soft huh, sell. Soft yeah. sell. I'll leave the guy alone. I'll leave the guy alone. Because that's a, I, I look, I want to continue working. I'll quit in a heartbeat. But um, I would want to be left alone. By 100 acres somewhere in Guatemala. Uh, definitely not Tennessee. No, no. Well, if it did, <laughs> I'm going to have pipes that are ready for the cold weather. It's not like they didn't know that was coming. <laughs> Jeez. I know. It's All right. snowed the next day. People were closing left and right. So, so freak me out. So before we get into final thoughts, I got something I got to yeah. throw your way. Um, throw it my way. You know, like I do, that uh, part of the magic of who I am is also the other podcast that I do. 
interesting things with JC. And today, mm-hmm. Ricky, we had an amazing, interesting topic that I want to bring to the table for your thoughts. Um, did you know that hippos sweat red? So they bleed. Ah. Hippos are magnificent animals, Ricky Baez, and they spend the majority of their days swimming, and they can hold their breath for up to 30 minutes. Their skin glands secrete a reddish, oily fluid known as blood sweat, and it's been found to contain acidic, non-benzoid aromatic compounds with antibiotic and, believe it or not, sunscreen properties. It's not true sweat, though, but it aids in temperature regulation as... And, and it's also thought to be an antiseptic. A strange legend actually surrounds this substance, Ricky, which suggests that hippos intentionally injure themselves and sweat blood when they're stressed or angry. And that's actually incorrect. But if we look back to ancient Egypt, hippos near the Nile River were thought to pierce themselves with reeds and allow their blood to flow out of their body if they became too fat or sick. Okay. For some reason, Egyptian doctors thought this practice was beneficial, and they began prescribing this specific practice to their human patients as a bloodletting treatment. And despite being completely ineffective, this practice was actually used in mainstream medicine all the way up until the 1800s. Now, chemists only recently thoroughly examined hippo sweat and discovered that its color has nothing to do with blood, Ricky. The hippopotamus's fierce and territorial nature, which which makes them dangerous to approach, was one reason for an extended delay in analyzing this secretion. (laughs) Well, yeah. So check this out. In the year 2000, a group of daring Japanese scientists devised a research strategy that involved quietly approaching hippos in a zoo, tiptoeing at night, and dabbing them with paper towels. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing is that, right? Now, look. Some scientists have investigated that sweat and po- and the possibility of using that sweat as human sunscreen. So according to one biologist who then tried it as a sunscreen, it had the consistency of egg whites and it was quickly absorbed into their skin. But the yeah. same biologist, Ricky Baez, also oddly stated that it seemed very effective as lip balm. So look, ladies and gentlemen listening today... <laughs> For this sample segment of what is interesting things with JC, this was episode yeah. 516. The big takeaway here is if your sweetie is a hippo biologist, you might think twice about kissing them on the lips when they come home from work. These are <laughs> interesting things with JC. Ricky Bias, back to you. I did not know that. I did not know that. that That's why you got to tune into my podcast every day. I do every have to. Day. I do have to. Every day. Every day. You every do it every day. day? I do a podcast every single day. Where did you get the time for that? I do it every day. Wow, dude. Every day. Find that Episode 516 as of today. What the heck? So all those together equals to about an hour. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. There we go. No, yeah. I like them. I like them. So uh, I, I haven't heard them in a while. The oh. last one I heard. No, I haven't. They're great dude. for road I, trips, Ricky Baez. Well, yeah, because I take so few now. You Trust drove me. 27 hours into the mountains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did there, JC. I did one on sure January did. 4th you would love. It's called Why Do So Many Things Taste Like Chicken? You should definitely check that one out. Because of the Matrix? Ah, you should check that one out. You should check that one Matrix. out. But also back on January 1st, and this is the culmination of what's leading into some of my final thought here for you, uh, not just promoting that daily podcast that I do that you can find 
linked to the HR Talk stuff, but uh, also stop by jimconnors.net or find it anywhere. HR Talk and this, you know, it's amazing things. But on January 1st, Ricky, I released a a very important podcast between my father, Jim Connors, and Harry Chapin, who he discovered around Boston, Massachusetts. And the reason I mention this is because I'm continuing to raise awareness for his legacy. You see, um, there there was information that was put out about him on Wikipedia and other online sources. And it was all deleted and replaced with a Democratic politician from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, so all deep links now revert to someone that was not him. If you stop by jimconnors.net or you look this up on YouTube, you, ch- you check this out, you get the true breadth and scope of everything that, that was this man, my father. And when you talk about uh, a term of legacy and, uh, and a term of shaping the future, he was an influential radio personality who played a significant role in pop music culture of the 20th century. You know, 13 gold records to his name, uh, discovered artists, um, artists such as... Uh, Tommy James and the Shondells. Are you familiar with them, Ricky? I am not, but I'm about to look them up on Tommy Apple Music. James and the Shondells. Uh, they had that song, I Think We're Alone Now, that was later redone by, by really? Tiffany as well as many others. Yeah. Oh, redone. Um, there was, no, Tommy James was the actual author of that song. Malcolm oh. McNeil, uh, he helped discover them and make them popular for a song called How Do You Do. Uh, Chuck Berry made him popular again. For the song My Dingaling, there's a funny story there. He actually got offered a job to go work in uh, the UK for the record label after promoting What's that, the name song, of that song. again? My Dingaling. You're exactly yeah. right. Uh, Wayne Newton, Daddy Don't You Walk So Fast. Clint Holmes, Playground in My Mind. Joe Simon, Power Love. Harry Chapin, Taxi. Harry Chapin, W O L D. And the list goes on. Look, there's a lot of great things out there. Stop by Jim Connors.net to find out more about him uh, should you desire. And uh, for those that are listening from a work perspective and you're still in the broadcast industry, he has not yet been inducted in any radio halls of fame. And he's been uh, declined many times. So we are continuing to bolster his his history and legacy with the desire of maintaining for the future. Look, that's all I got as we start the new year. Ricky Baez, over to you for your final thoughts. And let's close this puppy out. So I'm gonna go. I'm I'm checking that one out today because I think that's where I need to uh, pick it back up. So I will check that pockets out today. I saw when you put it out, it looks really interesting. I love history like that. So that's being checked out. And look, folks, 2023 is here. This is when you, as a leader, really need to check in on your employees. So my goal for this year, and I've already been talking to some clients on this, is going to be about influential leadership and empathetic leadership. That empathy piece, we just can't forget that. You know, the it's you and all of your employees in the entire world has just had three years of our our lives and work lives, personal being turned upside down. That that empathetic leadership is going to be key in 2023. And I can help you with that. My company can help you with that. Biesco Learning. You can look us up at Biesco B A. B-A-E-Z-C-O dot com. We're all over social media. If you're looking to get HR consulting services and employment and labor training for your leaders and HR in your office. That said, team is good to be back, JC. It's all right. Wow. It'll be a lot better after I see the Buffalo Bills take the field again today against the New England Patriots. 
and things get yeah. back to normal in the world of the NFL is going to be a lot better once I cook the steaks up uh, that I've yet to go pick up. I am 25 minutes late for that. Yeah. And yeah. with that being said, uh, drive safe. Have a good night. Chat GTP responded about the dumb questions. What did it say? If you, if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? Come on. If Chad GTP said that is a dumb question, then that means if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be is a dumb question. Uh, how many square feet of pizza is eaten in New York each year? How many gas stations are there in the United States? This thing is awesome. <laughs> it's going to replace It's going to replace HR people. I'm telling you. Yeah, unless HR people learn how to use it and become a part of it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm cooking a steak today too.